You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, the vision that the revelation of Jesus puts before us this morning is almost overwhelming in its beauty. We were preaching about it a few weeks ago. Here it is again for All Saints Day, that Christians who have died in this life are now coming into heaven And there they are, dressed in their rags, worn out, dirty clothes, made filthy by their sins. And now, as they are to come into the presence of God the Father in His splendor, and of God the Son, the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world, and God the Holy Spirit, their their tattered, filthy garments are removed, and they're dipped in this vat of blood, the blood of the Lamb. And they come out of that wash glorious, radiant, fit to stand before the king, like this. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they, the saints in glory, are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. Now this is the vision of All Saints' Day. A vision of how it is, just a little glimpse for those who have died in the faith, and how they stand before the Lord, and how they behold His face, and how they have passed beyond trouble, how they've finished sin, how they are in bliss as they wait for the resurrection of the dead, and the new heaven, and the new earth. And and they have all of this by the Lord's mercy. It's His blood. It's not their works and efforts. It's His blood that washes them and makes them clean. The same blood that also washes us. Now, this vision is encouraging, especially for us who are not yet there. As we consider those who have gone before us, who who rest from their labors, who behold the face of God, whose tears have been wiped from their face, and we know that this is also what is ahead for us. And we are strengthened. And we're encouraged. Pastor Flammy and I have been talking a lot, in fact, about encouragement and discouragement in the last few weeks. It seems to us, there always is discouragement in the world, but it seems to us like this is growing in the world, in our country, in our homes, in our congregation and the other congregations, our sister congregations. And it's difficult to put your finger exactly on what it is or what the cause of it is. I mean, perhaps some of it is that we're weary with this election cycle and just can't wait till Tuesday and it's over, hopefully. (laughs) But there seems also to be a kind of a, a spiritual weariness, a weight that that presses us down, makes it hard to do anything. I don't know, some of you might not have noticed this, some of you have, that just, I mean, that anything seems a little bit more difficult. Getting up and going to work seems just that much more difficult. Or getting out and running errands seems like a daunting sort of thing, whereas before it was something you didn't even think, think of. And spiritual discouragement makes it seem like your Bible weighs a hundred pounds. 
you know, to open it just is going to take so much effort. Like you have to stretch out before so you don't hurt yourself and strain a muscle. (laughs) Or kneeling to pray seems like you have to bend down and you'll never get up. I don't, don't know if this puts a finger on what we're seeing or what we're hearing, but we think that this is there. there there's this discouragement that, that makes even getting up and going to church something that's just that much more difficult. There's something that's in the way, a kind of an excuse or a difficulty. It's something that we would normally would work through, but it doesn't seem like we've got the energy or the will to put up a fight for it. Or, or for those of us who are here, who have fought to be in church, that the fight was tougher than it normally is. And there's just not as much joy. Not, a, not as much life in our singing, our learning of the Lord's Word. Now, this is a subtle sort of thing, and it's not true for everyone, but all of us can know that the devil will eventually attack us with discouragement. And it's one of the beautiful things about All Saints Day. This day encourages us. It reminds us of the joy that is set before us. There's another vision that the Scriptures give for our encouragement, and that's in in the book of Hebrews. Chapter 11 of Hebrews reviews some of the saints that have gone before us, the heroes of the faith of the Old Testament. Hebrews 11 tells us about Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and the prophets and all the others. And then it summarizes their lives like this. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in half. They were killed with the sword. They went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy. Wandering about in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves in the earth. So the saints before us, our fathers and our mothers in the faith, wandered about this world suffering for their faith. And all of this is an encouragement for us. So the next verse, next verses say, and this is Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, Now, dear saints, if we get this picture, we will be encouraged. So here it is. See if you can see it. You're running a race, and you are exhausted. It's a long race, and it seems like it will never finish. And you are sure, you're sure, that your legs won't hold you up for much longer. A while back, you were just thinking that you needed something to eat, now you were, th- you were thinking that you just needed a sip of water to drink. But, but as you press forward, all you can think about is that you have to quit. You have to lie down. You have to give up. Now this race has a finish line 
in a stadium, and the last lap is around the track. Can you see it? And as you are finishing the race, you come into the stadium, and you see that the stadium is filled. That the seats of the stadium are loaded with all the people that have run the race before you and have crossed the finish line. And you look at their face and you see them there. In the front row is Dottie and Lenore and Clara and Ruth and Harvey and Miriam and Alice and Vic And they're all cheering for you. You can make it. And behind them, you see your loved ones. Your grandparents who gave you your first Bible. Your parents who brought you to baptism. The pastors who preached to you from this pulpit. Cheering you on. You can make it. And behind them, your fathers in the faith, there's Walther, you recognize him. (laughs) And Chemnitz, and Luther, and Cyril, and Augustine. And there's St. John, and St. Peter, and Andrew, and Paul, and Mary, and Joseph, and Elizabeth, and John the Baptist, and Micah, and Joel, and Amos, and Daniel, and Isaiah, and Jeremiah, and Elijah, and Elisha, and King David, and Samuel, and Hannah, and Joshua, and Moses, and Aaron. You can make it. You're almost there. All of them in the great cloud of witnesses, with their life and with their death, with their faith in Christ, with their victory, all encouraging us. It's worth the struggle. It's worth the wait. It's worth the pain. Keep the faith. Finish the race. Now, this vision, which is almost overwhelming in itself, is even better. Because as you look from face to face of all those who are in this great cloud of witnesses, all of them are pointing to the finish line. And as you follow their finger that points to the finish, you see that on the other side of that finishing line is Jesus. And he's there with his arms open, waiting for you. With joy in his eyes, with a smile on his face. And now, as you look at him, all of your weariness seems gone. Your legs are strong again. Your lungs are full. You can't even imagine quitting now. In fact, you begin to run faster, to sprint, to throw aside everything that would slow you down, and you run. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the founder and the perfecter of our faith. St. Paul 
says the same thing like this to the Philippians. I have not already obtained it, or I am not already perfect, but I press on to make it, that is the resurrection, I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Or when he's about to die, Paul writes to Timothy, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. The time of my departure has come. I have fought the good faith. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved His appearing. So we sing in the hymn. When the fight is fierce and the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song and hearts are brave again. And arms are strong. Hallelujah. The fight is fierce. The warfare is long. The race of the Christian life requires endurance. But you are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses. You are surrounded by the saints, and we are encouraged by them. And we are not only encouraged by those who have gone before us, but we are also encouraged by those who run alongside of us. Look around you in this room. (laughs) These are your fellow saints. And all of us together are racing toward Jesus. All of us encourage one another. All of us help one another. All of us pray for one another and bless each other and look after each other. You can look around you and see who's not here, those who have become weary, and you know that you can encourage them as well and help them and strengthen them as we all together press towards the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Because it won't be long. Rest will come, and the one who has begun a good work in us We'll bring it to completion. Dear saints, one day the the bell will toll for us. And on that day we will rejoice in the victory of death, which is the victory of Jesus. And those that we leave behind will rejoice for us, because they know that for us death gives way to life, and tears give way to joy, and sin gives way to bliss. And dear saints, until that day, we fix our eyes on Jesus.
the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is even now seated seated at the right hand of the throne of God. This is our hope, and this is our peace. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.